Our guest today was Colton Dowling, a comedian here in Austin, Texas, also a producer at Creek in the Cave. And he has a show on the Creek and Cave podcast network called Some of This is Bad, a really funny uh, comedy podcast that he does with the hilarious Dylan Carlino. Colton's controversial opinion was that all of the money that the U.S. is going to be sending in aid to the Middle East should only be given to women to decide what to do with. So today's episode largely focuses on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict with very different perspectives from the episode that we had with Jess Salomon, although not necessarily completely opposed to each other either. We wound up uh, talking about uh, Mike Johnson as well, who is newly elected as the Speaker for the House and uh, apparently is somewhat focused on enacting anti-sodomy laws again. We, so we talked about a number of things on this episode. We rounded it all out by talking about pronouns and and the queers when he asked me why my middle name is Isaac and I go by my full name on stage. If you want to hear that part of the conversation, you'll hear it cut out at the end, fade out in a teasing way to entice you to go to the Substack, substack.com slash politically NB, or just go to substack.com and search for politically non-binary or politically NB or whatever. Yeah. This is the Politically Non-Binary Podcast, and I'm your host, Ariel Isaac Norman. Every week I have on a comedian or some other concerned citizen to confess a controversial opinion or two. Enjoy. Yeah, I'll just send it to my Filipino man and it'll <laughs> cost me 200 bucks and it'll be great. Are we, are we allowed to say Filipino man? <laughs> <laughs> I love he he doesn't mind. He lives in the Philippines. No, I mean, it's like you, you didn't say that. You said Filipino man, but it's funny because it's like Chinaman. Not OK. Oh, not OK. It's China, China man. man. No, China man. Filipino man. But Chinese man, you could say. You could say Chinese man. China man does feel I think it was a slur. At one right. Point. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't realize China Jap man. was a was a slur. Yeah, until I had something. a Japanese friend who was like, Yo, please don't say that around me. Right. But it's also weird because it's like. Well, Jap is also a Jewish American princess. And then there's also, it's just an abbreviation. Yeah. So like those things are only racist in the context of someone being racist and be like, oh, that Jap. Yeah. But if you like Japanese people and you don't harbor any racism, then it's just like, oh, Jap. This Jap. Jap. That's Jap. a cute Yeah, term. I thought it was cute. He said Some it things wasn't. we need to reclaim from the racists. Yeah. Intent does matter. And it's like, if you're just saying, oh, look, oh, I love the Japs. Right. Is that bad? I guess I, it, yeah, I guess I don't, when say Alyssa will be like, I love faggots. I'll mm -hmm. be like, okay. <laughs> Alyssa Westerland? Who, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. 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 But she's kind of, she's, she's really a gay man in her heart, I think. So, you know what I mean? Just very promiscuous. For sure. A little. For sure. But it's still definitely like, bisexual, it, it but definitely still tings. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not like, whoa, stop. I'm right. just like. Thing, like, right <laughs> but faggots you know is such a you know is like a slur whereas it like just and and even phonetically we got the double g thing going mm -hmm. like it's got the it's a very abrasive word it's got yeah it's got the abrasion of a slur whereas jap like if you didn't have that context you wouldn't hear it that way it would just sound like a cute abreve that the kids do these days yeah right so I feel like those ones, particularly, we should be able to reclaim. Like Murica. Sure. Yeah. Murican. I, mean, I, I, don't, I guess I don't think that of that as a... This is an abbreviation, though. 
Right, but that's not really like a slur. It's it could it's, be. I think if you do it, I, if, I think that you're doing like an impersonation of a of like a redneck kind of person. Right. right. I think a liberal would be like, "Yeah, America, America." Yeah. yeah. But that's not. I don't know. That's not the same. What's another? <laughs> what's another cute? Like spick, Jew. Uh, Jew is a Jew is Jew is. You could say Jew, but that's always dependent on the tone. Yeah, that's tonal. Tonal, tonal. very tonal. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of other ones. Um, I think like the ones with these hard kind of like spick is hard because yeah, you got all these hard consonants, uh-huh. so that does sound slurish. Yeah, this one I was like, oh, don't don't say that one. But I think this one's the opposite of an abbreviation. It's like a little ender, uh-huh. blacky. <laughs> But <laughs> does sound kind of cute. Yeah, it's like yeah, but, but it has when a when condescending. When an Australian man says it, you go like, oh, I don't, I don't know. We don't darkies, say that over here, yeah. but but that doesn't sound good over there. Well, and Lindarky, Blacky, kind of, it's it's that it has that condescending, like patronizing, yeah, tone to it. So there's a whole history of that wrapped up. Can't say, can't say it. Tard, tard. People say tard though. I always think it's funny. You know, you can people say people say black. <laughs> I mean, well, I know, but I mean, even like liberals all here use tard, you know, uh-huh. and, and they usually aren't saying libtard, but, you know, they'll say stuff not like the wokest far leftist people probably never let those letters come out of their mouth. But like, mm-hmm. but you hear tard being kind of thrown around as if that's better than retard to people. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Instead of, oh, my God, like God won't know the difference. Well, that's an interesting one. Like, I always think about that because, you know, I was definitely raised in a in a household where swear words were, were a big thing. And there are, they're like um, kind of neurological, is that the word, like physiological in your brain differences. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like we know that if you say fuck, for instance, it can like release a little bit of, you know, neurochemistry or something where... It can help you like feel better after you hit your thumb with a hammer or something okay. like that. So there, there's like a real effect, and I and I think that it's not, it's not like it's separated from the actual sounds because if if the you wouldn't say like love making or something like it's fuck has that kind of hard k ending to it. Just the way yeah. faggot is harder than uh, jab. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is a softer consonant. So, so I think that yeah, it, but, gosh, God and God. Well, first of all, God. It's you know the idea is you're taking the Lord's name in vain, and gosh isn't. Uh-huh. So, but then what? Yeah, I don't know. That's these things are complicated. My dad's getting married, mm-hmm. and she was like, "So Colton's coming to the wedding." And I'm so nervous that he is going to swear in front of my grandkids. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm the swearing isn't going to be the bad part. Like, I'm going to say way worse shit <laughs> yeah. in front of your fucking kids. How old are her grandkids? One of them 17. So I'm not like, this kid's about to go to college. If he yeah. hasn't heard a swear word, then like maybe he needs to grow up. Well, he's also got the internet. So I think he's seen a lot of worse. Yeah. Yeah. He's homeschooled in Missouri. So yep. he might be very limited with that. Oh, homeschooled in Missouri. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm also like adults that don't like swearing. Like I, there is something like so emotionally defect that you're still afraid of that word. Right. 
Like, what? what's wrong? What's fucking wrong with you? To me, I just think that some people do swear too much and then it kind of ruins the words. You know, there are those it's people. Me. It's me. Well, there are people with it's like almost tickish where it's fuck is the every other word they say. Yeah. Just the same way that some people say like way too much or, you know, way too much or anything. But the fuck can become that. Uh, especially you see comics who are just. You know, they think it makes them funnier to just say fuck all the time or or whatever. So I could see, you know, I, I think it's it's good to be able to exercise some control mm-hmm. over the the nature of the coarseness of your language in different contexts. Mm-hmm. And so and it can be nice, just like it can be nice to go to dinner at, where everyone is dressed up nicely and you have this nice ambiance. It can be nice to have settings where you say, hey, we're all going to agree to be kind of at the top of our game in terms of like not being very coarse. We're going to dress nice right. and we're not going to use like really harsh language. Um, and I think that's OK. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I like being casual, but there's a time and a place where people are trying to have a more formal nicer for sure i think even the nature of your podcast is that essence (laughs) (laughs) where it is like we're actually going to try to talk about something Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i i think it's just specificity where i think that our brain automatically tries to categorize in the like the less amount of buckets so if you are more adapt at you know versifying your language then you'll be able to create more buckets where you're like this situation isn't that situation. And so I can be a little bit more, you know, descriptive with my words rather than just being like, fuck and shit. You know, like it is yeah. different. Yeah. And it's good to be able to, and it's a kind of code switching, you know, and I notice, you know how there's these shows at, uh, at Alamo, Draft House, Mueller, the Barrel of Laughs shows. Yeah. Um, I watch this happen all the time where, you know, we'll be having a comedy show and, you know, however the comic is doing on stage with the audience, um, maybe, maybe they're doing well and everyone's into it, but then people will get off the elevator and walk through and they always turn and look and kind of go, Oh, what is this? And and then I watch the moment that they go, no, we're getting the fuck out of here. Well, they don't say that in their minds usually, but like, so I watched a couple of old ladies, you know, they were visibly probably in their seventies and, um, you know, they're kind of like, oh, what's going on? And you could see him smile and like, oh, who's this young man on stage entertaining people? And then he's just like, yeah, I fucking masturbated or something. And they're like, mm. and so, like, if you see the old people walking through, maybe take a moment to try mm-hmm. to help them not have the worst possible impression yeah. of comedy, of what's going on at the Alamo, whatever. You know, they probably will leave anyway. Like if they have plans, they didn't want to stay for this. They haven't bought tickets. It could be whatever. Um, but maybe just try to because mm-hmm. because for people like that, like I know you're kind of criticizing people who can't handle swearies, but big time. But That's when they're old. older, like they were, it was drummed in. It. Think of them like getting beaten with a ruler if they said these. Th- you know, mm-hmm. so some of this is just almost Pavlovian at this point right. for them. Where and you know, and and they were taught that God really doesn't like it, and you know, or they just feel icky. The same way that it releases chemicals, positive chemicals, if you hit your thumb, it can release negative chemicals for people if they're just hearing words that sound really harsh and abrasive to them. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, should we just create a world for them? Well, not create, but that's why I say, like, you know, maybe we could try to be a little bit considerate in certain occasions, like at a wedding or. Oh, I, I, 
I hang out with my husband's nephews and nieces. Mm -hmm. I don't swear. Right. Exactly. When you're around, it's totally, it's a unfair characterization of me. Yeah. Um, It's also like, I'm my father's son. And this motherfucker was swearing my entire life. Like I learned to swear from him when I was three. I think I called his, I kicked his boss in the shin. I called him a shithead. Mm -hmm. Like, where did I learn that from? And that he was a shithead, you know, how did, so I I just, you know, he's probably like, oh no, Colton's going to say something. I I, do get warned about, like, do you get, do you have friends be like, you meet a friend's friend and they go like, oh, I was warned about you. Uh, I'm not sure I'm to quite me that. A lot. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> it happens to me a lot, and I go like, "Well, why?" And they'll never tell me why. Yeah. Uh, oh, do you guys have any ideas about what? <laughs> what's going on with these fuck faces? <laughs> yeah, I could see some people being a little uh, taken aback by mm-hmm. the, the extremes of your personality. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay, great. We got a half and half. I remember, but I think I think you honed it more. It's also, you know, people remember versions of us from the past. I remember judging the shit out of you in your early days of stand up in Austin because I was like, this is a disaster. Yeah. You were just like you would just be bombing and just bent over fucking your miming fucking yourself in the ass for like it was like everyone is like what is going on yeah this is horrible yeah so you know i didn't i was deeply concerned that you were never going to figure it out <laughs> and now i'm just so delighted by your comedy and, and so i could see certain people having an impression of you where they're seeing some aspects of you know you and then mm-hmm. and then not seeing the new you or developed you or not seeing rounded out Parts of your personality. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, uh, I specifically remember this time. Remember that? It was like Red. It was on South Lamar. It's gone now. I think it's. The Red Roof. The Red Roof, right? It's, yeah. it's a, it's a, um, a Easy Tiger now, I think. Yeah. That and place. You, the guy Andrew who, Horniman the, was there. The guy who used to open up for Dave Chappelle, but then lied about being in the military. Remember Eric Nimmer. Yes. yes. He opened up for Dave? Yeah. I remember, that's, what, that's what I remember him yelling probably, that night. No, he prob- I don't give a shit about you guys. Over that was probably show. another one of his lies. Oh, okay. He definitely opened up for Owen Benjamin a lot. Okay. Um, but yeah. Eric, okay. What did I do then? That wasn't what I was just, <laughs> again, it was a rough show. Like, I mean, I had a decent time, but it was a, it was a pretty difficult show in general. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the most of the audience didn't really want us there and there was no stage and all that. And so it was just an awkward show generally, but then I just, you know, you had completely lost them. Like very few people were even paying attention. And the ones who were, were just like, uh, <laughs> And, and I just, I remember you not having them, but still just barreling through something where you bent yourself over and were just fucking, ah, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think as I think soon as somebody Andrew- decides that I'm going to, like, that I'm too much, that I'm going to, like, I'll show I'll you show too, you too much. much. Yeah, that's how I You thought that was too much. No, we're going further. Yeah. <laughs> and I think oh, Horniman at the time was in his kind of heyday of, of really being, um, well, he still is, but, uh, you know, hating you or something. Yeah. And so just kind of like watching you next to him being like, well, this is, you got have a point, Andrew. <laughs> this is a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's hurting, I don't know. I hurting think the show a bit here. Hurting the show, hurting inside, just yeah. being a sad, sad boy. Just that it, you, you didn't do any damage that, that mattered at that show. I mean, that, that show was, was bad start to finish pretty much. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of experimentation that I did at the beginning that yeah. just like, it, it, you know, anyone else would have been like, just don't even try that. I was like, I got it. Gotta no, give it I am. A go. <laughs> I admire you for it. Honestly, I'm jealous of it. I always felt from the beginning like so much pressure that I wanted. I just didn't want to embarrass myself in front of anyone. Mm-hmm. And so I wish like that's the advice that I would I do and would give to any young comics. Like, look, you're not supposed to be good now. There's no stakes. No one, whatever. Like, be as ridiculous experimental. Just be yourself in every way that you can. Throw all of your shit at the wall. And so you were doing that. Um. So I shouldn't have. You know, I was wrong to judge you. Again, that was a show where people, I'm pretty sure no one paid to, to watch it. So I Probably. think, when, I, think fact, if it's I don't a free even show, think that they knew that it was happening. Right. Even while it was happening, they did <laughs> right. not know there was a comedy show yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. thought it was cry for help performance art. Or and something. it was. And it, no one would help me. It's <laughs> 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 so funny. There's so many moments in my life where I'm like, that was clearly a cry for help. And everyone was like, he's fine. Yeah, you can figure it out. <laughs> you know, the thing about help is that if you don't directly ask for it, you don't really get it. Um, but if you do, you often do. And yeah. it's we we really do need to. Because I even notice the way now I respond to people who come to me. Let's say someone asks me, someone from out of town asks me, um, uh, hey, I'm coming to Austin on these dates. Do you Mm -hmm. have a show? Unless I really, really like them and I have a lot of time, whatever, like then I will just be like, yes or no, here's whatever. But if someone says, can you help me like figure out some shows, I'll send them the entire list that I'm always updating of all of the shows in town. Mm -hmm. But if you don't ask for it, if you just ask for one thing, you know, and so it it is really that way of like, people are busy. People don't know. You feel like an asshole to offer help if someone doesn't want it. But if you specifically ask for help, I think most people will try to help you as best as they can. I think so too. I mean, specifically my parents, my parents, my parents are going like, that sounds really rough, bud. What you going to do? Oh yeah. My parents won't help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. I I specifically been like, all right, Colton, you're 33 now. You have to be direct with your dad. You know exactly what's going on. And he's like, stop being, you guys are always assholes to me. (laughs) What's going on? I can't remember what it was. But anyways. All right. Well, what is your controversial opinion? Um, okay. So very pro-Israel, anti-Hamas, obviously would like a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when people ask for a ceasefire, it it ultimately ends up with Hamas going back. So if Well, well because there was a ceasefire until October 7th. Exactly. Right. I mean, so I don't know what people think that they're asking when they're asking for that. I think it's the most obvious we all want civilians to stop dying. And I don't think anybody wants civilians to be de- dying, even though that's being characterized and put on Israel. I think that the U.S. should think about how we're actually participating. And I think that the way that like funding more bombs and rockets is is probably the worst thing to, to like de-escalate the situation so i would like to see that aid that we're going to give them and i think it's good that we're giving aid and that we're being involved in the world because we're in a fucking global economy like it's not we're not isolationists um i think we should give it to women because there was a study done in i think africa i know it's a big fucking continent so i can't sorry i'm not specific but it was like one dollar given to a male child 
was like giving six to a female child in in terms of economic return. Yeah. And humanitarian like rights. So I think one of my biggest problems with thinking about Gaza and th- is that if I went there as a gay man, I'd be fucking murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like as a yeah, you would pr- very quickly because you can't hide it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> These buildings used to be buildings. <laughs> um, I just think that um, it, it's really hard for me to, and I have to go out of my way to th- sympathize with some of these regions that are so anti-women, anti-LGBT rights, that I'm like, supporting anti-war is one thing. I think that's, everybody wants that, except maybe Raytheon. And Netanyahu and Hamas. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and I don't even think Netanyahu wants war. Yes, he does. I think that he thinks that he doesn't have any other option Maybe, but I think that he, like, you know, I think both Hamas and Netanyahu are like river to the sea people, just on different versions of it, you know? And I think they've gotten to that place. And at this point, and also our our last guest um, was telling me that um, Netanyahu is apparently in a Trump-like situation where if he doesn't stay in power, he's going to prison. And so he kind of needs there to be this situation where there is this issue because then people are war hungry and want to keep him in power. Um, and that's part of the reason that he has sided with the, the more warmongery people coalition to make the coalition, to keep himself in power. All of that has to do with him, you know, needing to stay in power so that he doesn't go to prison. And so yeah. I think there's a lot going on with Netanyahu where it's like, we can't really like this guy should be deposed. Yeah, there's it is hard because <laughs> what you're talking about, like you would like a free democracy in the Middle East and we need to support that. I think everyone's like, yeah, sure. But Israel's not that right now. Right. It's like, yeah, but like we're not either a perfect t- democracy either. Right. What we are is, you know, striving towards that. And I think we all want that. And everybody just thinks that doing it different ways is is best. If my so if it was a two factioned situation where they both had equal humanitarian rights, it would be very complicated. I don't think in my brain it's that complicated. So to remedy remedy this situation, I'm going like let's make it more complicated by giving them aid and like let's empower their women. Like what if we use a hundred billion dollars? to build a LGBT center. Like, you think that they're going to let that shit stand? Yeah. No. Okay, so what y- your basic opinion is that the money that we're sending in aid to Israel and, and or to um, the Gazans, which oh, our guest also told me this. She, she was always pronouncing it Gaza. Have you heard that? No. I kind of like it, but I think she has a Palestinian wife. I've been calling it Lady Gaza. Lady Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> I and like that's Gaza. my favorite one. I like the. I like that it might be Gaza. Is maybe that's how they pronounce it. Anyway, so I'm gonna say Gaza because she was and she has a Palestinian wife. So I'm just going okay. with it. A Palestinian wife. Yeah. Like she's the wife of but a they Palestinian. They live in Canada. Okay. So yeah, they're not there. <laughs> they're not gay married there, but yeah, she has a you know Palestinian ethnic heritage wife. Okay. Right. She does. Yeah. Okay. 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 And yeah. what does she think about the? Because. 
I have a friend, Zach, the bartender, mm-hmm. who said that his aunt is a lesbian and sometimes goes over there to Gaza. Does she go over there and like do gay, st- you know, she visibly being gay houses. out there? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. know. I think it's like a lot of things, like a lot of parts of the world. You can be gay. Just yeah. don't be gay about it. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Not doing any parades or anything. She's not and maybe not, uh, you know, going over there to like live. Right. You know, but you can visit and whatever. And, you know, you don't have to like hate your hometown or your people or whatever, because they're not as not all of them are as right. Like Monument, Colorado. (laughs) Right. Is that where you're? That's where I went to high school. Uh, Like they're not cool about gay people out there. Like my. What if they were getting bombed? You'd still want to go help rebuild or whatever. Stop that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You stop bombing Monument, Colorado. I think that one of the. The most like mm, open or sympathetic feelings I have is an innocent Gazan and feeling like they're paying for Hamas's shit. And I can't imagine being responsible for Joe Biden or Trump's right. or Obama's like follies. That's like, what I try to remind people. It's like, yeah, the, the people on either side of that conflict, most of them had very little to do with electing Netanyahu or Hamas um, anymore, you know, even even less than we have to do with electing Trump or Biden or whoever. Right. So, and then, you know, Hamas was selected in 2006, took power in 2007. And then, um, you know, not only did not everyone vote for him them then, but also most of the people who are voting age now were not a voting age then. You know, it's like a very small percentage of the population there um, had anything to do with Hamas um, having power in Gaza. So, uh, yeah. So, but yeah. so the basic proposition is let's give the money to women. Right. Um, and let them do what they will with it. Um, I think that'll be very hard to regulate that scenario, even though I think that that is the best scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 2 million Gazans, just say 50% of them are women. That's $100,000 for each woman there. Well, yeah. That's like, you can start your own business. You're you're living like, you, there's less regulation. You're going to make that economy so good that they're going to go like, no, you're not shooting rockets at Israel. Right. I have a lot to lose. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not going to We're going to make water pipes with these pipes. Exactly. Yeah. You're not building more fucking rockets. tunnels, Rick. <laughs> no tunnels, no rockets. I don't care about your bear cave, Rick. You're a fucking loser. You're a loser, Rick. Like that. You've been losing for the last 75 years. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I'm not going to put my hat back on fucking Rick. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, I am your I'm your boss. Yeah. Like that that level of. Um, We're going to have to send each woman a bodyguard because her husband will just beat her and take the money. So, yeah. So there has yeah. to be some regulation around it because it is. A fucked up system with actual human slaves. Um so uh, my my second idea would be like an education program, like $100,000 can get you in college education. I mean, we could easily figure out something there. Or if it was microloans, then at that point, you're not even invest, you're not even giving money, you're investing money. So if you're giving all of these women like 0%, $5,000 loans mm-hmm. to start their own business, to do whatever they want with it, yeah, then... You know, I feel like that's going to go so much further than it creating another generation that's just going to be pissed off, sad, whatever. 
Right. I mean, we have to get our politicians to be invested in um, peace and harmony rather than uh, the war profit machine. But so but, you know, I think that there's an organization, I can't remember what it's called, but it's something um, that like women, Israeli and and Gazan or Palestinian women, and I think probably just Palestinian and, and Israeli women. Uh, for peace or something who, you know, they like it's, they work together. It's a, um, and they, they're just vying for peace. And I think it's like, well, let's just give all the money to them. Yeah. Just, can we just, uh, yeah. Or even a hundred thousand bucks or whatever. Like let's all, I mean, we talked about it. I need to, Justin, can you figure out what that organization is called? Um, because I do want to encourage people just to donate any money. If you're going to donate money to something like, yeah, let's see if we can vet that that's not just a front for, the Hamas to steal that money and use that to build more rock. That is, you know, <laughs> that's the perfect plan. You say we're giving it to women. Women for peace on both sides. <laughs> They're really. fucking Americans. They love women over there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots. You think we'd give women any money? Yeah. Yeah. It's also really offensive to me when people say, well, that's their culture because I, at what point does it become your culture to be, some sort of indentured slave because you're a woman. And then you go like, well, you just don't understand it, Colton, because you're not Arab. It's like, I love calling Arab, yeah. by the way. Um, that shit didn't exist. Like, the Iran in the 70s right. was, was dope. Right, exactly. Like, the Ottoman Empire, the Persian Empire, like, invented religious tolerance. When the Jews were kicked out of Spain, 1492 or whatever, they mm-hmm. all went to Istanbul. Like. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a historically a place of tolerance, mm-hmm. and you know Persian. There's murals of them doing gay shit. Yeah, you know none of the women are wearing like the hijab. Like yeah. they they were empowered, and so for me to be like the cultural difference in your race is for us. Like these are well, actually you just don't know anything about history. history, right? Go read reading Lolita in Tehran or something, and yeah. it's really simple to figure out a little bit about history. It is simple to figure out about history. <laughs> not if but you're just on TikTok. <laughs> people will do it. Even on TikTok, some people are putting up just like, hey, here's some history. But then you can't really trust any, you know, you read a book, people. Yeah. A book is at least some sort of standard. <laughs> Something. Know? They at least put a lot of time into yeah, it. Yeah, somebody had to publish it. Somebody yeah. had to approve of it. Yeah. The self-published. Don't, don't let them be yeah, self-published. self-published. Yeah. Make sure there were at least <laughs> two people involved. Yes. <laughs> this is I feel like the word research is just so overused that you go like no 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 I mean like research right yeah pre TikTok research remember when Wikipedia was the problem yeah and now it's like I would kill for people to be reading a Wikipedia just, article yeah if they just went to that level of yeah trust women to lead tomorrow's women Oh, Is it go. called Tomorrow's Women? Tomorrow's Women empowers young Israeli and Palestinian women to create change in areas of conflict. You are, okay. Yeah, let's, we need to look into that and see if we can. Yeah, none of those them. are, women are in hijab. Yeah. I don't know if that's purposeful. Yeah. And it's a pretty basic website. It is hard. You know, one thing that is hard about this is, you know, a lot of people like to throw around anti-Semitism, uh, anti-Brown racism, et cetera. And I'm like, I am pretty bigoted toward hijab type of Islam. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then it does not help when you saw those women in the full hijabs uh, tearing down the child, uh, you know, um, hostage posters around Seattle. And you're like, 
What? You didn't see that shit? No. There's a there's been a bunch of these now of like different people. Not all some some of them just you know woke libtard kids. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, these that was the first one I saw. Uh, full full burka. I never can remember the terms of which ones. Yeah. Whatever the full thing. It is hard for me to. Uh, well, you never know. Those could be men. <laughs> Those could also have been they libtard men or Je- whoever. Jesse Smollett in, just, the, in a hijab. Anyone can walk around in a in a, like a fat suit and a hijab. Uh-huh. They always, the they're always kind of there's a portly womanliness of a lot of you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, what is what is that? You don't you see? They're not allowed to go. They're not allowed to go exercise. Like, can you imagine exercising yeah. in that? Yeah. Well, you can because you'd have I mean, to have an at home gym. Because yeah. you, you don't have to wear that at home, so you'd have to have an at-home gym. But you'd also have to have time between cooking and cleaning for your man. <laughs> I don't know. We, I was a hairstylist. We're also as, probably both admittedly pretty ignorant about whatever their cultures are actually like. <laughs> I mean, we know some, but I mean, yeah. we don't know. I don't. Yeah. No, I follow um, one Canadian TikToker. Uh, she's been on like CNN and a bunch of other stuff. She's been on Sam Harris. And she... Her story is that she, her family was, uh, I guess, I don't know what they're called, uber religious in. um, Fundamentalist. Fundamentalist in, I think, Berkeley. And um, the entire, her entire life, she had an abusive father who would beat all of her. And then she had to wear the hijab. And she was surrounded by people who. We're like religious tolerance. Yeah, you got you got. <laughs> She's like, help me. Yeah, she was she she was basically like help. And was like, yeah, you know, I accept I, you. I, I accept you. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad you get to wear your hat in public. And it's like, yeah. it it is just such a mind fuck where it's like her perspective is that there isn't a choice, and because you are just like other words like old people hearing the word fuck, she cannot like. It's a self-imposed prison, like where yeah. you think that you are unclean if you do not do those things. Right. So you have all these self It's like, so the idea that there is a, a free person who is also obedient to the laws of that religion, it's, it's hard that per- for me. particular interpretation of that religion. Right. Because in that interpretation, there, you are bound by rules that prohibit you from doing things yeah and so for me i go like it is that i have to do some real mental work to be like okay they think they're right right (laughs) and i need and they're so human and they're but and and they they want it's like (laughs) and then i have to do the thinking for them and it's like it, it is very hard yeah it's hard to not feel like um you know, that kind of Western savior thing going on, you know, feel condescending toward, toward, but, you know, cause I remember hearing this argument, you know, decades ago where it's like, well, the thing about Islam is that it's just like 600 years newer than Christianity, quite a bit newer than Judaism, um, quite a bit newer than Buddhism, whatever. And so we all go through a real shitty time in our religions evolutions where, or, you know, the crusades and inquisition and blah, blah, blah. Like there's all kinds of like, ugh. 
But now we've gotten to a place where, yeah, there's some retard Christians, but a lot of them don't have that much power. Although we just elected some nut job to Speaker of the House. Yeah. Who wants to, who wants sodomy to be illegal again. Mike Mike Johnson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But he wants, he wants sodomy law. That's what I heard on Bill Maher. I haven't like looked into it, but he says he wants sodomy laws, like including, I I think, oral and anal as well as. Oral. Yeah. Just not just gay boy stuff. (laughs) That's going to be a. Big problem. Well, I don't. I think the Democrats are going to do okay in the midterms. Um, yeah. And let you know, but if Biden gets reelected, which probably won't happen anyway, then we might not do well anyway. But anyway, um, but yeah, which is kind of hot though, dude. You remember how hot gay sex was when it was illegal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. What if, we get I gay do mar- like what if gay marriage is legal but gay sex is not? Can we do that? Because I think that's super hot. Sounds like my can, marriage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think you want to sta- stop that's gay sex, it. you let them get married. Exactly. Well, <laughs> exactly. That's the sweet spot. And then maybe we'll we'll have more gay sex because uh, it'll be all wrong again, you know? Yeah, I, I We definitely... want rights in the hospitals and to adopt children or whatnot mm-hmm. or have them, but keep gay sex criminal. I just feel like if our politicians were focused on like real issues, maybe right. we wouldn't have the Israel-Palestine right. issue. <laughs> if they weren't so worried about who's sucking and fucking who, like yeah. why why are these people, we're giving them so much money. Can't and they're just like, you're not even allowed to look at your Facebook at some works. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you go to work, you look at Facebook, you're off. And these people are like, no, I'm on Facebook to find out who's sucking and fucking. So we like, <laughs> what's happening? I yeah I I truly right I, I mean so we to... criticize these cultures that are super oppressive to women but we have our own host of problems over here right. so we have to admit that yeah oh yeah we take things to more multiple extremes over here you know it's that kind of like we got Mike Johnson in the speaker position we've also got a very I, I don't even think we do girls gone wild anymore but that kind of just over the top sexualized culture that's not mm-hmm. great either you know there's some happy mediums that that everyone could be finding for sure i think that i think that that ambiguity is a is often like a a tactic to get people to not vote mm. you know cuz you go like well both sides are bad i mean both sides so i guess i might as well not vote you know it's like well we have to have someone in power. Yeah. We have and it's it's hard because we say we, but I don't fucking mean we when we're talking about Mike Mike Johnson. Mm-hmm. I don't mean it when we're talking about, you know, half of the Supreme Court, maybe more. I don't fucking know. And and like it is one of those Gaza situation is two million fucking people. So it it is it is rough. And I think that I I I hope that we give them aid that helps. I, I, I don't know. So let's go back to the Ottoman Empire and stuff, because that's something I'm really interested in, in terms of the um, the, the characterization of the conflict, because I see, you know, in my social media and podcast world, there's a lot of anti-Hamas um pro figuring out something peaceful that includes a state for Jews. And then there's a lot of anti uh, what they call settler colonialism and what they call uh, genocide of, of Gazans, if not Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And in fact, I put out a little Twitter poll, not that I get that many votes on these things, but then I was like, because I'm curious because I see I see the the kind of really it's become pro Hamas. Um, There's there's a there's a segment of my Instagram where it's it's beyond critical of Zionism and and into a kind of like legitimately kind of pro Hamas. Um, And so so I asked and, you know, like are people in their feeds seeing just Hamas's atrocity or mostly Hamas's atrocities, mostly Israel's atrocities, mm-hmm. both or neither. And most no one said they were only seeing Hamas's atrocities. A lot of mo- the majority of people said they're seeing mostly Israeli atrocities mm-hmm. and then some both and, some, and one neither. So, you know, that kind of this criticism that I'm seeing from, you know, really that has that is the kind of like woke, you know, young college campus position is uh, racists are for Israel, anti-racists, anti-colonialists, et cetera, are for Palestine um, and against what they call settler colonialism. And and what I'm trying, I tried to like go back once again. I mean, I tried to do this decades ago, but now I, you know, got into it again. I tried to go back and like really look at the history um, of the of the area, and it seems to me like you could make an analogy to like what if some uh, the the richest and most powerful countries in the world told the American natives, "Hey, we're going to give you a state in the area currently known as the U.S. Mm-hmm. and you know we're going to give you a bunch of we're going to give you a bunch of land and like all of your people from wherever can can come settle here and uh you know and then the certain U.S. Americans were like well hey that's too much land and we're not sure wait they're going to want to have a really powerful government mm-hmm. and um they, they might want to drive us out or they just might want not, us to not have enough rights and and all this kind of stuff and so it's like, is that settler colonialism if you are funding the American natives who originally were kicked out of this land in the first place? Right. If you go long enough ago. I mean, I tried to kind of make some version of this point without the American native analogy to somebody who was very pro-Palestine, anti-Zionist. And, you know, he was like, oh, that, you know, you can't go a thousand years ago. You know, it's like the Jews, yeah, they used to live here, but like that was so long ago, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, well, at what point, how many hundreds of years are the, yeah. are the American natives no longer um, natives who would have, a, a, you know, in this version of colonial, anti-colonial theory, mm-hmm. are, are the American natives people who wouldn't have the right to have their land back? If they, like, Right. Ultimately. Also, there were Jews living in that area pre-1947 right and gaza didn't wasn't part of that land they invaded israel and that was part of the land that they got for losing a fucking war and that's like and now they're like oh well we didn't know we were gonna lose well it is a little bit like there's some <laughs> amount I'm of like, like yeah, you lose a like, war you lost lose a, a war. fucking war dude right. you and, that you started and now that like they started another war and they're like well we're losing again it's like right. yeah 
So sometimes it's like, yeah, the woke young position is just whoever is browner and poorer is the one we're going to root for, which is, you know, I don't think that's a really great calculus. But but it's, I also I think, think it's think incredibly it's, racist to think that way. It is incredibly racist. But <laughs> because racism, they're, like, they're not as good. Remember when Republican types used to complain about reverse racism and we were all like, shut up. And now it's like, well, that's real. Uh, <laughs> and like basically everything that Republicans complained about 20 or 30 years ago was overblown then and now has gone so overboard. We're like, yeah. well, it, self-fulfilling prophecy, maybe. I don't know. I mean, now it's yeah. happening. But but I think it's a little more complicated than how you're characterizing it, because from my understanding of this, um, the British got the mandate in the treaties that were in the in from World War One, the treaties that happened um, in the dispersing of the Ottoman Empire. They had the mandate over Palestine to decide what to do with it. And. They were supposed to be leading toward the self-determination of that area. Um, they were supposed to be kind of figuring out a transition so that th the area could be self-governed. Um, and then the, so and I think it was fair enough for them to say, OK, well, uh, Palestinian or whatever you want to call them, people who are already here and uh, the Israelis who are already here, plus a bunch more, like we're going to figure out how to divide this land between you. But there was also something where certain of of the people, the Palestinians, so to speak, who lived there um, had made a deal with some British dude. They said, hey, we'll help you overturn the Ottoman Empire if you like let us have this land, basically something like that. And he kind of went back. He reneged on that. Mm -hmm. Um and so they were really pissed because they felt like they'd been fucked over in this in the way that the aftermath of World War One had happened um, because they were on the side of the good boys, if you will. And so then they just were not happy with the way that things were drawn. They thought that too much land and some land that they particularly wanted. And especially they were concerned about the ruling, the governing of Jerusalem, because, you know, everyone really wants that part for their religious reasons. Um Right. But that's the thing. So they just weren't happy with it. God, I hate religion so much. It's <laughs> I really it's, a, do. it's a thorn in, in all of this. Um, but so, you know, they, they they didn't agree to it. And, you know, that led to a war. Um, and then but you're right, they lost. And it's like at some point. Well, that was World War Two. It was post World War Two. Well, yeah, that that's just spanning from the World War One to World mm -hmm. War Two. Because yeah, that then once we got to World War Two, um, then nineteen forty seven yeah. or whatever. Basically, they just, that that faction was like, well, this is all going to be ours, guys. But he didn't. Right. He wasn't meaning all of ours. He meant me and my ruling class. Right. And it's like, it is a geopolitics situation, political situation where. A couple of fuckers were making a bunch of decisions for everybody else. Right. And now they're like, aren't we all mad I'm not in charge? Right. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, no, I'm just, most people are just trying to eat and feed their kids. Right. And so I think to point at some of these situations and go like, well, that's a justification for being pretty mad. It's like, sure. Right. It, it was hard for me to get to work today. Like, <laughs> right. And it's also like, yeah, you can blame the leadership and say like, hey, you should have figured out how to make a deal that didn't lead to war that, you know, but because these people, their leaders didn't figure that out and didn't agree to it and, and couldn't figure that out and, and then decided to get into war, which then led to them being pissed off further. And then, you know, in 1967, have another war that they again lose. And and. 
yeah, like the people in general have just been fucked from the beginning, but the but the the leadership has always said, hey, this is their fault. And anyone who a lot of, throughout all of this, anyone who tried to um, who wanted to compromise or to, like you would either get killed or something, mm-hmm. you know, there's been all kinds of malfeasance. It's also really hard where one side is like just abundantly anti-Semitic and it's like they don't want a Jewish state. It's not like they're not like we're OK if you guys are here, but we're going to be your rulers. And mm-hmm. so this whole thing is going to be Gaza and you can live here mm-hmm. and it'll be fine. There's no there's no coming to the table. And I know that I've heard people be like, well, you're oppressing them and then you're being mad that they're not coming to the table with you. And that's, I think, a very fair point. But I mean, in talking broadly about it, you have to be, you know, talking broad. And if you want to get specific, then you can talk the specifics of it. But Ultimately, if you're washing down both sides, one side believes in a two state, the other one does not. Well, I think that at the various points and, and even at this point, a lot of people have really no hope for a viable two state reality. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I've watched Netanyahu say a lot of things about like, you know, basically to the river to the sea for Israel and Hamas saying river to the sea, Palestine. So I think, unfortunately, like, because, especially with all of the buildup of all of this, there's a lot of feeling that they can't live together in peace. And I think because they're, because of the religiosity of both sides, we've got, um, and it's like the Arab thing is, it's, it's kind of a, quasi religion ethnicity situation as the Jewish thing is there's a quasi it's like part ethnic part religion because yes there's some a handful of Christians and um and whatnot and who are you know on the Arab side there's not all Muslims but there's a lot of it of like hey we want the ruling of this to we were really hoping to be an Arab nation and then we were really hoping to be an Israeli nation you know a mm-hmm. Jewish nation and neither side, each side was really wary of the other having too much power, having too many people. And so a lot of the conflict has been because of or at least stoked by fears that the other side would become too powerful if, you know, we drew the lines in a way that the other side was comfortable with. It's also like Israel's not natural rich, like they don't have a bunch of gold there or really anything so it is this idea that that's ours and Mm -hmm. i I don't know just to me i i can't relate to that because i grew up as an army brat so like for me being just so gung-ho about one specific place i I cannot relate to that i mean but i mean you've been to israel you know what it is really one of the most beautiful amazing parts of the world like i get why people fight over it it's cool i keep i keep the best gay pride i in the keep world. jerusalem on my um weather map it's literally the best weather yeah. in the world i've thought it's about gorgeous, moving to tel aviv like yeah lots of times like we all want to live in israel and it it what it really bums me out just on a sort of utilitarian level that the most beautiful you know promised land in the world can't be enjoyed in peace and harmony. Like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you ever walk by these gorgeous like mansion homes that are overlooking the rivers or the and and no one is on the balconies. 
Yeah. No one. And it's either it's either because they're too busy working or it's actually a business. And those balconies, you know, and because people just work there and go home, but there's no one. And you're just like, this is a shame. This is a mm-hmm. shame. I if there people can be rich, please, please be rich, but enjoy the wealth. Enjoy it. Like yeah. if you're going to have that and not me, someone should be on those balconies enjoying it. And that's how I feel about Israel. It's like, God damn it. We are wasting somebody should be enjoying in peace and harmony the promised land. Yeah. And I would prefer, it's all a bunch of fucking brown people who eat hummus. God, who, you're not, you're the same people. Do you know what I mean? Like, does yeah. it really have, do we really have to pretend they're that different people? Could we not just like get, let's just come in. If we're going to come in and kill a bunch of people anyway, can the rest of the world just come in, kill Hamas, kill Netanyahu, okay. kill everybody yeah. who is the leadership of all of the murder and, and then, then just recolonize go, it. Yeah, just go, <laughs> Draw just go, new we're, no, borders. We're not, look, I like this idea. I like not, it a lot. Yeah. No, no borders. Yeah, all You're borders. all one state. You all have to get along. You're only electing women to power for the next hundred okay, years now at I'm least. Back on. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So you guys decide which women you want to lead this place and uh-huh. you have to do it together. It's a one state solution. I like this. Okay. Thank you. That's and, my and plan. So the Middle East is actually one thing now. Not that the whole Middle East, there's still a bunch of other countries, but just the no, Israel-Palestine. No, if we're going to do with Israel, I'm we're fine have with to that. Let's depose all of those fucking <laughs> sexist pieces of shit. I mean, I'm sure there's a handful of places in the Middle East where I would be okay with some of it continuing on, but mostly it's... I think there's this idea in my head of like, uh, if a country becomes more wealthy, the less religious they get. Hmm. And I don't know, I don't know any studies on that, but... I look at the Saudi family and I go, there's no fucking way they believe this shit. Yeah. Like they are like, this is, this is what we do. Yeah. How is it in Saudi Arabia right now for women? I think they just became allowed to drive. Yeah. All right. I mean, kind of a weird yeah, time. Yeah, do yeah. they have Uber? Cause it's like. I think they do have Uber. And then I don't know if I. No, <laughs> no. You want to go drive? <laughs> no, I'm just kind of just yeah, like, do we I can, need to? I can do gig it's just economy funny that, No, Saudi it's just Arabia. funny. No, I'm saying what, it's funny that like we already have Uber and that's when you finally get the right. Like they needed it before. Yeah. Now yeah, you got yeah. ride share apps and you're like, okay, thanks. But it's, I don't think, <laughs> I still think that there are uh, honor killings and that mm. women aren't allowed to go different places without guardians and right. shit like that. This is why... You know, obviously, I intellectually very much disagree. And I think Lindsey Graham is a piece of shit generally. But like there is that feeling when he says level the place or whatever, there is that feeling of like, you know what? All these fucking sexist, misogynistic Mm. pig men in all of those countries in the Middle East. Like, could we do something about them? But I mean, we can't, you know, we've meddled enough with these people unless, you know. Unless we're just going to do a World War Three thing where mm-hmm. everyone tries to kill as many people that they don't like as possible and we restart over. You know, a really interesting aftermath of Rwanda mm-hmm. and the genocide there is that a lot of the men, they didn't have enough like enough men to fill all the positions that they were like, these are man positions. Mm-hmm. So women now are running the businesses and are running the and it's becoming one of the most like liberal states in Africa. Uh, and I don't know what I'm suggesting. I I do. I think that it's the idea, you know, the idea that like men should be in power, I think is such a reversal. I think like the, 
I think the natural state of things is for women to be the leadership or to at least be the most of the leadership, the most powerful leadership. I think you would find, you know, and I'm sorry, like I, some people think this is really simplistic, but let's try it. Because I think that you would find that like women are much more agreeable, much more peaceful, you know. I think and they're socialized different. It's not just socialized, though. But I as, think it. It's somewhat, but it's not just it's some of this is genetic because we are the people with less testosterone. We don't have so we're not as violent. We have instincts that are more maternal, that are more nurturing and caring. Like, I don't think this is that crazy of a conservative position to suggest that there are genetic differences that we know that well, yeah, men wait, are wait. extremely I much th- more violent. I, I think it's not conservative at all to say all women should run the government. Yeah. Ellie's very feminist. I would agree. Have you but been you know, called like, a feminist before? I have been called a feminist, but I've also been called a turf and I've been called, a miso- you know what I mean? I've been called everything yeah. because different waves of everything have been called, you know, I mean, like there's all, all, all of these different things. And, and so the feminist position that I was presented basically in college and, and the years after that. So I'm like kind of early 2000s when I was you know, seeing the textbooks and things that were going on or even mid, mid, you know, 2010s and stuff. The feminist argument, the mainstream feminist argument at the time was that men and women were the same, but for socialization. It was always, everything was put on socialization, whether that was physical differences in sporting or whatever, or this like, women aren't more nurturing, men aren't more violent. That has nothing to do with our innate differences. It's all socialization. And I just remember being like, that sounds not true. I think that some there's some socialization, obviously, if you're not given the chance to play sports, then you're not going to be as good at it. But obviously, like men and yeah, males and females are different. About how you feel. He what? <laughs> if you're not asked about how you feel, then, yeah, you're going to be less in touch the, with your feelings. Exactly. Yeah. I think that there has to be some trending. I don't think it's categorical, but I do think that it is a probability spectrum and you're probably more likely to end on this end or this there end. There are. You know, there are curves. There are distribution curves. Oh, I think to... you're about women. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, men have curves. <laughs> men have curves too. Men have curves. <laughs> Let us have curves. <laughs> it's all on spectrum. That's one of the distribution curves, how curvy you are and how you distribute fat. But, but you know, the difference in distribution of fat in male and female bodies is one of the stark differences. Um, and the difference in various forms of strength, um, various forms of speed, various forms of aggression and and sex drive and whatever there are there are really strong sex differences that you know we can we can be very sure are genetic between males and females and so i think that there was a big misstep of that strain of feminism to say to suggest that everything is socialization and we're blank slates and and males and females are the same and it's not true and and recognizing the inherent differences not that all men are stronger in every way than all women or anything like that yeah. but that there are distribution curves some of which have more or less overlap than others in mm-hmm. terms of and and then there are some distribution curves for instance where like when they when we talk about men being smarter than women, you know, which they're different, obviously, so many different types of intelligence. But just in terms of, um, let's say, math ability. Well, most of the people who are best at math are men, but also most of the people who are worst at math are men. So there's a lot of that where women on average are a little bit smarter than men in mm-hmm. some ways. But the best are the men and the worst are the men. 
we have a lot of kind of risk reward stuff going on in the distribution of male genes, whereas women are a more sure fire, like a steady, like you can count on women. Yeah. So you can see this in comedy. Most of the best comedians are men. Most of the worst comedians are men. <laughs> if a woman gets on stage, if you're if you're not just a sexist piece of shit who dismisses her out of hand, you could you could bet you could win money betting that she will probably be funnier than just the average man who gets on stage. Uh-huh. And part of that's because of selection, because it's like if you're going to do this as a woman, you probably are pretty motivated to do it. But you know what I mean? I think that's generally true of a number of things. So we can't just talk about like, you know, the curves as if, oh, men are stronger than women, like depending on what it is. Sometimes the men are the best and the worst. You know, most the, the richest people in the world are men the most of the homeless people in the world are men. So there's a lot of that where you can count on women more, but the extremes are going to be male. And then with other things, um, you know, I would say like men generally are are stronger, faster, hornier. Um, women generally are wiser and more enduring and more nurturing. And those are pretty strong mm-hmm. differences. You can see that in the violent crimes and and sexual assaults, you know, like, yeah, you can see what's going on there. It is also when you go to your job mm-hmm. and let's just say you're a senator and you're going like, OK, I'm going to fix this. You go, well, what problems are you looking at? Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a female senator is probably going to show you a different list than a, a like a male senator. Yeah. And I, I don't I'm not saying really anything by that other than the lists are going to be different. So at the very least, you know, male and female, because the because we are about 50 50, like it's different with races because each race, you know, has a different percentage anyway. But like with with positions like senators, representatives, it would seem to be good to have it to be about 50 50 um, male, female. I'm just saying so that so that different things are coming to the table. OK. Um. At least, you know, unless we just want to try it being a sort of matriarchy. But I'll try it. Let's try it. You know, I, look, we tried it the other way. Yeah. It hasn't, you know, it, we've had a lot of success from yeah, it. Been There's fine. been a lot of go, 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 testosterone kind of energy. We yep. built, built, built. But we've also been raping and pillaging the earth for just ourselves. You know, like we've also like really done all this destruction in, in the name of growth. So maybe a more feminine energy could be employed to say, OK, we have all of this technology now. Thank you so much, men. Thank you for all of the math and science that you did. You know, all this capitalism. You guys really you took the ball. You moved it. We got it. But now let's take a step. Let's take a breath, a beat. And go, how can we figure out how to share all of this in harmony and abundance? How can we figure out how to heal the earth and make, kind of work with the earth to have better, you know, farming techniques, mm-hmm. um, better kind of economic structure so that we are taking care of the sick and the needy and the elderly. But we're also not just letting people kind of game the system and have free. You know, like, let's let's use some. We did intelligence. Yeah. Now let's do wisdom. Yeah. Well, I like that. You know, let's do it in Gaza, too. I can't. I was trying to think of things like businesses I'd want them to start. It's really hard because I don't want them to start like fit, fidget spinners, but <laughs> hijab fidget spinners. Like. Hijab friendly fidget spinners where you don't have to see it at all through your. <laughs> I just, I don't know what, what businesses they'd like to start, but I would like them the freedom to start it. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think. I mean, I don't know what it is. Probably just a lot of construction businesses right yeah, now. Yeah, so I guess, okay, we'll have women <laughs> directed. Uh. <laughs> I think that's how the world should be, really. It's like the women are in charge. The women, women can go, here's the plan. And then men, you move the rocks. Okay. This is. I, I honestly. I feel better that way. Most men do. That's what I think most yeah. men would be happier in a sort of what you could call a matriarchy yeah. where you go. And that's how most marriages work, right? The woman really has she the whole says, do, what she, and then you do. And you do it. She has the vision and you say, hey, take your big, hey, you're so strong. I yeah. love that you are so strong. You're so helpful. You're so helpful. Yeah. You're such a good boy. You have such a Move good purpose. the stone. You have purpose. You have purpose. And you do. That, yeah. It's a beautiful thing to take the differences between males and females and utilize them. Yeah. And, that's, and it takes a a couple of gays to fucking point this out to everyone. <laughs> Jesus, <somehow>. guys, <laughs> we don't even, you know, we, we don't, don't even, even there's none of this. <laughs> That's fucking. why, though, I think the fucking has led to the fucking and the marriages, like the, the sort of um, kind of a arra- codependent arrangement between the sexes has led to them resenting each other and not having clear eyes about this. Yeah. So it really does take the gays to go, hey, look, I'm weak, but wise. You know, he's foolish, but strong. <laughs> I'm a real big idiot. Look at those arms. Boy, can I lift it and can I sit it? <laughs> and I'll sit it right down, honey. <laughs> and the idea that like I could be as strong as you in what world? I mean, you and I probably work out about the same amount. Yeah. And yet, you know, my arms are like this. And it's like, do you know how much testosterone I would have to take? A lot. I don't even think I could get there at this point in life, you know, having not gone through male puberty and whatnot. Like, it's probably too late for me to ever get to that. You think so? New episode coming up. (laughs) Ariel gets down. (laughs) I just have to take testosterone for 17 years and then we'll see. Um, Has anyone ever called you Ariel Isaac Mormon? Yes. Okay, great. Just making sure we covered all our bases. I think I've I've gone every different possible version of my name. Pre or post the Isaac thing. I mean, it's I've been I've been getting the Mormon thing my whole life as I was raised. Why did you throw the Isaac in? I mean, I'm assuming it's your middle name. It is my middle name now. It was I changed it the second time I got divorced when I was changing my last name back to Norman. Mm -hmm. Um, It was because at that point it was it didn't cost any more to go ahead and change my middle name. So I just snuck that in there. Um, My middle name I just don't like. My old middle name I don't like, and I don't feel like it. You know, doesn't didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Things got really juicy from here. If you want to watch it, go to politicallynb.substack.com, where you can find all kinds of bonus material. I both am and I'm not a woman, mm-hmm. depending on what way we're using that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I am female, and so for the in the context where we mean someone who uh, has XX chromosomes and or has a period or has ever had a period or has the capability to potentially make a baby or, you know, has secondary sex character, you know, in various contexts, I am a woman. In some contexts, I'm not like you can see when comics on stage will be like, all right, where are the women in the audience? Clap if you're a woman. Um, I never really know whether to clap for man or woman because half the time it's like, 
you know, when you're sucking a man's dick, <laughs> you know. Oh, shit. I should have clapped. You know, yeah, exactly. You exactly. Uh, you know, gay and or non, you know, gender conforming people sitting next to each other could always look at each other and go, which is it going to be me or you, Colton? <laughs> like, I bet this it, joke's for me. <laughs> yeah, I do kind of vibe it out. I'm like, is this one going to be about shopping for makeup or, you know, and sometimes when it's like, men, you know, when you're taking your girlfriend out and she takes forever to get ready. And I'm like, OK, well, that was, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it all depends. And so that's why, again, the whole like gotcha question of what is a woman? It's like it really do you mean biologically female? Do you mean in certain social contexts? Yeah. We no longer have an economy, an economic structure where we're saying this is what the men do and this is what the women do. So outside of that, like we're we're talking about all sorts of different vague and ever evolving notions of what And they womanhood. won't apply to everybody. Ever. They, ever. And so getting Even mad about it. Even the biological stuff. There's little exceptions here and there yeah. about chromosomes and this or that or the other. Mm -hmm. I don't go around and be like every Colton. When I say Colton, you better be talking about yeah, my, my kind of Colton. Biologically Colton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. I should write a book called Biologically Colton. <laughs> You're I'm a... actually writing a book right now called uh, Every Mom Poops. <laughs> every Mom Poops. <laughs> You know, you don't because moms do need more time in the restroom. It yeah. feels like the dads are always taking the restroom time that they want. They're and are the women, the, the kids are opening around. the door and doing whatever. Moms need to poop. Um, Hell yeah. And that's do, why we're going to have them. They don't poop as long. That's why they're running the Gaza government back on track, baby. Well, and then if but if you're asking which of the, you know, people poops uh, for a long time, I'm back on the men's side because yeah. I'm a good 20 minute or so. I, I, got, I got stuff to do. It's the time I sit down and I go, like, exactly. oh, yeah, I got. Sometimes I wonder because sometimes I am spending extra time in there and other times it like really does take me 20 minutes to get all of it out and, and whatnot. And maybe I need to squatty potty, et cetera. But yeah. But some of Are it you is, supposed to stand on the squatty potty or just put your feet up? You're supposed to put your feet up. It's supposed to sort of mimic squatting. Okay, so not it's not supposed to enable squatting. No, it's supposed I, to. Because I got a wooden one and I was like, I think I was supposed to be like. And so like I Maybe pushed it back ones. further and I just, I was perched up is exactly the right word. And I was like, well, this is really difficult. And I was like, well, maybe I've been doing it wrong. When I did van life and was pooping outside most of the time, I was actually squatting. And I will say I, pooping became much easier, better, nicer, actually. Yeah. So TP? once I. Yeah, I, I would just I don't even I think I did it wrong. I think I you know, I was I was supposed to put it in a bag. We're all or pooping something. wrong. We can't, no, I mean I think I just I wasn't supposed to be I don't think I was supposed to be burying all that toilet paper or something. I think I was supposed to put it in a bag. I don't know what I was supposed I to do. So. But it's pay it's trees. It is trees. It's just poop, animals it's cotton poop. Too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Animals Cotton's poop. also natural. Cotton flows around flows around in the flows around in the in the atmosphere. You know what I mean? Atmosphere, it's cotton, yeah, that's exactly right. Cotton is, is biodegradable or whatever. I'm sure. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a plant. When you probably weren't even using the like wet wipes. I wasn't using the wet wipes, no. Yeah, you could definitely bury that. Yeah. You, you pour water on that. I've tried to clean up stuff with it because I didn't have paper towels. Yeah. That shit falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, you could bury that. Yeah, it was one fun. ply. I also sometimes think about like planting different things for ancient cultures to find ahead. <laughs> and I, I don't know what I want to write yet. So probably just every mom poops and then <laughs> on some steel bury, bury plates. That. 
some missed. golden plates, and then yeah. the, the Joseph Smith of two thousand years from now will find every mom poops every and base mom. a religion. <laughs> God, I hope so. And then he's like, I guess all women are supposed to be in charge, guys. Yeah. Where's these golden plates? <laughs> all right. Uh, do we do we have any final thoughts on Israel, Palestine, or pronouns? Um, <laughs> I will take back everything I said in a second. Just tell us why we're wrong. As per usual, we are happy to be wrong about anything. But yeah, I, uh, we're just a couple of gay idiots trying our best. Yeah, just trying yeah. to figure things out. And I don't think anybody else. You know, I listen to a lot of Sam Harris. That's a lot. Well, I adopt a lot of that stuff, which I feel like is pretty broy of me. Yeah, I <laughs> Sam is I. He's some. He's sometimes spot on, and sometimes I think quite off the mark about things these days, but. Yeah. Also, the new atheism movement. Anyway, we'll, we'll save that for another episode. And um, another day. And Thank another you day. so much. Well, Colton, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, just some of this is bad. It's a podcast on the Creek Network. Check it out. It's wild. And soon I'll be doing an episode. That's right? exactly right. We'll, we'll schedule Check that Check that out. It'll be on Some of This is Bad on Instagram and um, YouTube's. And you just Apple. like hold up your arm while you say that? We got tattoos. <laughs> Maybe I should. I've been wanting to get a Chinese tattoo next, but I, I keep going back and forth about what it should like be. Made in China. Yeah, exactly. But because it's like partly, I, like I want it to be like an inside thing where it is what I want it to mean. But if anyone who knows Chinese is reading it, they'll think that I got it on accident. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, like kung pao chicken. So some of this is bad. Could be you know something like that where it's like, no, that's what I meant. But it's. It I saw a guy like got kung pao chicken on his arm, and they'd laugh. We're in the street, and yeah. then he'd go to a restaurant, and be like. <laughs> and he was just always ordering kung pao chicken and like that was great I feel like anywhere that actually sells kung pao chicken they don't know how to read Chinese well it was, is in, it was in China they don't I think kung pao chicken maybe that is I could be remembering it wrong I know uh what is Jiro for chicken I think it's kung pao cause kung pao <laughs> is that a region <laughs> I no, just didn't like how, pork. how how accenty her kung pao was. Kung pao. <laughs> uh, what? What? I'm trying to think of how to say chicken. I think Jiro is pork because I, I think it's funny that it kind of sounds like Jew meat, and then even though it's pork, Jiro. And then Niro is beef. Which one is? I don't know any Chinese. I know. I know. I know. Fu, I know. That's. That's uh Vietnamese pho, and it's the chicken one. Is that? Oh yeah, it's Vietnamese pho. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, now mm -hmm. you learned a little Chinese and you learned a little Jap uh, Vietnamese. Yeah, a little Jap talk. <laughs> yeah, and you also learned a new fun way to say Gaza, as in Lady Gaza or Gaza. I really Lady. like Gaza. No, when you say it Gaza, sounds it like sounds it sounds like, like a orgasm. Hick Oh, kind of. But it sounds like what like an American idiot would say. But if it's right, like that's awesome. Yeah, you know that's mean? why I like you the know, word. That's why I like the word Arab. Yeah, exactly. Arab has that gazan has that Arab feel, but yeah. it might be right. And there's remember that song getting that Arab money. That does sound familiar. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're getting Arab money. Play us off. Play us off, Justin. Okay. There's a great <laughs> Willie Nelson song. <laughs> I think about. Is it Willie Nelson? I don't know. Given uh, so the, it doesn't matter. Um, all right, Colton, love you. Thank Bye. you for having me. I'll see you guys soon. <laughs>